got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here and welcome back to Coffee and Crypto. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about JP Morgan, the juggernaut of banking, and their CEO, Jamie Dimon, who for a long time was very much against Bitcoin. But now Jamie Dimon's JP Morgan Chase, the bank, has come out with a $38,000 Bitcoin price prediction, which sounds an awful lot like what we talked about on this show a couple days ago, calling for $37,000 within the next couple of months as we may see a dead cap bounce from these levels around twenty-eight dollars to $30,000 that we're sitting at right now. Is JP Morgan accurate in their Bitcoin price prediction? We're going to discuss that. And we're also going to talk about, after that story, we're going to lead into one of the most powerful fundamental developments that we have seen on Bitcoin in a very long time. Stripe. If you don't know what Stripe is, it is one of the world's largest payment processors. When it was founded, it minted two of the youngest billionaires in the history of mankind, and it processes billions of dollars worth of transactions every single day. This payment processor is on the same scale as PayPal, and they have just onboarded Bitcoin for payment processing so that any different merchant that uses Bitcoin, such as we did with CT2A for about four years, would be able to accept Bitcoin. So that means if this had to happen four years ago, which it actually did, and then they turned it off and they just brought it back, if this had to been online the entire time CT2A was online, instead of us having to do those manually, you would have been able to pay with Bitcoin through Stripe natively. That is a huge, huge leap forward for Bitcoin's infrastructure. We're going to be talking about the technicals on Bitcoin today, where we are, where we're going, and then we're going to jump into what all of these new onboarding uh, fundamental developments mean for Bitcoin. Not just Stripe, but also Strike, also NCR. We're going to talk about all of this and more in today's episode of Coffee and Crypto Live. We go live 10 a.m. Eastern every single weekday, bringing you the latest Bitcoin and cryptocurrency technical on-chain and fundamental analysis. So make sure you tune in daily. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and I am joined, as always, by my illustrious co-host, T.A. Tam. How you doing, Tam? What's up, everybody? Uh, doing good, uh, but I, I definitely uh, want to just take a second uh, our prayers and our thoughts are with everybody who was affected in Texas yesterday. Yeah, uh, We're not going political on that one, and I please ask you guys in chat not to go political. It does not matter which side of the aisle you're on. Anytime children die, that is not something to, uh, to ignore and yeah. to try to make a, a point about. It is sad, and it's time to grieve with those families. We're still going to talk crypto today, but um, yeah, it's, that's... Whew, that's a hard one, you know, um, and if and if people just want to move on with their lives without even acknowledging that's that's not good either. And that's we're not going to do that either. So our thoughts are with them. Uh, and if there's any way that we can help and if anyone knows a way that we here at Crypto Jeb can help, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that, Tim. Now, our, our, our thoughts and prayers are out with everybody in Texas right now. Um, but, yeah, we're also joined, as always, by Smay. How you doing, Smay? Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm doing, and uh, I would like to just say uh, the Celtics play tonight, and I'm very excited about that. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But back to you, Jeb. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our market pulse. Then we're going to come back and read green names here. We want to start off with looking at what Bitcoin is doing over the last 24 hours. Over the last 24 hours, it is currently up 1.08%. Ethereum down a third of a percent. Tether, Binance, uh, Tether and USD coin trading sideways. Binance coin up 4%. Having a little bit of rebound in markets today. Cardano up uh, 3.5%. Solana up 1%. Dogecoin up 2%. Polkadot up 5%. Quite a bit of uh, volatility going on right now. Some major cryptocurrencies down and then up. As for example, Ethereum was down a third of a percent a second ago. Now it's up 2%. There's a lot of movement going on in Bitcoin and crypto right now. Terra USD up 11.91%. Don't get fooled by that. If you've just gotten into cryptocurrency or you've been in crypto and you're living under a rock, Terra USD is a dead coin attached to Terra Luna. Don't be fooled into saying, oh, it's up 12%, so it's a good product. No, it's not. It is dead. Be very careful about jumping into that. CeeLo up 10%. ETH Classic up 13%. ETH Classic is a project that I would personally consider to be dead. I'm surprised that people invest in it. That's a hot take. I know I'm going to get some hate on that in the comments, but I would encourage you 
to research what the uh, how much development is able to go on ETH Classic compared to the actual main chain, Ethereum, because Ethereum itself is the main chain, has 100 times the market cap, and is still lagging behind other upstart altcoins like uh, Cardano and Solana and Avalanche. Loopring up 7.5%, Kava up 5%, Neo up 5%, Arweave up 5%, Monero up 5%. Cryptocurrency market as a whole is being quite volatile. Bitcoin gold is down, Kadena's down, Decred down, NEM down, One Inch Network is down, KuCoin tokens are down. But what we also want to look at over here is uh, total market capitalization on Bitcoin. Because if we look at total market cap, you can see that we actually did drop all the way down to about uh, one and a quarter. Right now, we're pretty much sitting at a yearly low on total market capitalization levels. And these are pretty much the exact same levels that we pulled back down to in June and July of 2021 about one and a quarter trillion dollars. I said billion, excuse me, that would be a big dip. We're sitting down here at this level again. So even though we may be lower on the price action charts on many of our favorite cryptocurrencies, we're actually sitting at a nearly an exact identical bottom as to what we saw over on uh, the bottom down in June and July. In fact, if you go to a chart called total one in cryptocurrency, I think it's total. Is it total? I might have to, I might have to get somebody to help me with it. Here we go. Uh, this is the total cryptocurrency market cap as calculated by TradingView, the ticker symbol changes sometimes on this. I even have some TA up here. You can see that we did break bearish out of this long-term support level that I, <clears throat> that I had drawn back before we started breaking to the downside. It was giving support at $1.7 trillion. We broke bearish below that, but now we've fallen down to the previous level of support here on the total market cap chart, sitting at the local high of one and a quarter trillion set in January of 2021. Then we triple bottomed on one and a quarter trillion back here in uh, May, June, and July of 2021. Now we're back down at this level. So if anybody's going to make an argument that Bitcoin is going to hold twenty-eight to $30,000, this would probably be where your argument is coming from, that we're sitting on previous support. And if we did fall back Back down to another level, then we probably have to go down to 775 billion, which was the all-time high in uh, at the end of 2018. That would result from a 35% uh, drop to the downside, which that's where you would see uh, Bitcoin dropping down to $20,000 would be if we saw the total cryptocurrency market dropping back down and backtesting the previous all-time high. The point I want to make with that is that even if that were to occur and Bitcoin were to drop down to 20K, ETH dropping down to 1400 those two levels are the previous all-time high of the previous bear market. And in this bull market and this bear market cycle, that looks like it's going to be the all-time low. So just you know, we might be down 60, 70% from all time high, but don't forget the massive amount of progress that four years can make in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And that's one of the big themes of today's show is institutional investment, institutional confidence, and institutional acceptance and on-ramp building infrastructure development in the cryptocurrency space. Because we're going to talk about JP, uh, JP Diamond, JP Morgan and Jamie Diamond in this stream, which is one of the largest investment banks in the world. And then we're also going to talk about Stripe. Here's what those two were doing back here at the end of 2017, 2018. Stripe actually was accepting Bitcoin back during this time. They turned that off in 2018. They took a step in the opposite direction of what they just did. They just took a step to adopt Bitcoin and to bring it online to hundreds of millions of users. During the 2018 bear market, they were turning off functionality. Now during this bear market, they're turning it on. Back here in 2016, 17, 18, Jamie Dimon, CEO of JP Morgan Chase and JP Morgan Chase itself was one of the biggest haters of Bitcoin. JP Dimon, uh, JP Dimon, Jamie Dimon came out and made all kinds of very, very FUD-driven statements about Bitcoin. Now, his institution, as we're going to talk about here in just a second, sees a 28% rise in the next couple of months and says cryptocurrencies are now its preferred alternative asset. We're about to get to all of that in this show, so make sure you stay tuned. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. We're going to go ahead and throw it to Smay for some green names, though, and then we're going to jump into our analysis. Let's do it. Um, <clears throat> oh. Hey, you know, sometimes you just push the wrong button every once in a while, mm -hmm. guys. But I would like to read some green names real quick. Uh, here we have uh, Elliot Locke, Terran Crypto, Dennis Pizarka, uh Matsy, Groovy, Kasha Cats, uh, Colin McDonald, Crypto JMP, Crypto Alchemist, uh, Grand Roofing Incorporated, I think I already said that one, and uh, so much more. Elliot Locke, I think I already said YouTube, uh, Sultan Assault, 
all of you guys. I love all of you guys. But Jeb, I think we have an ad. We do, and I wanted to go ahead and read it right now. Guys, th today's show is brought to you by iTrust Capital. If you were not aware, iTrust Capital is the one-stop shop to invest in cryptocurrencies using retirement accounts. I actually just set up my iTrust Capital account. I know Tim did yeah. the same. My wife is going to be setting up an iTrust Capital account, it sounds like. Make sure that if you are investing for the long term in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, that you are taking the free benefit of tax advantages that iTrust Capital offers. There's no reason not to use it. If you have Bitcoin and you're saying, hey, I'm going to hold this Bitcoin for a long time. I'm going to hold this Bitcoin until I turn 59 and a half, 65. Those different ages that retirement account benefits start kicking in. Even if you're not going to do that, it is a much better idea to store some of your long-term savings. You can't store all of it because there are caps on IRAs, but it's a much better idea to store some long-term part of your portfolio in iTrust Capital. Why? Because you are storing it within a tax advantage vehicle. You are just saving money. You are throwing money away by not using iTrust Capital. You are completely throwing it away. If you want to save money on your taxes, go back and watch some of the content we've done on IRAs. Go back and watch the interview we did with our CPA, our crypto CPA, uh, Lorenzo, on this stream. And sign up for iTrust Capital today. The link is in the description box down below. When you fund your account, you will get a $100 funding reward. You are flushing money down the drain by not putting some of your Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies into a retirement account. And if you're going to do it in crypto, there's only one trusted place to do it, and that is iTrust capital and by the way they have the lowest fees of anyone in the space so make sure you check them out today anywho we're gonna go ahead and jump on into our technical analysis here we already talked a little bit about total market capitalization but we want to show you a little bit on bitcoin's chart not much to update you on here so we're actually going to spend a good portion of this uh technical analysis segment as you guys know our technical analysis segment is 15 minutes long goes from 10 10 to 10 25 then we go into super chats then into our discussion after that I want to show. I want to give you a little bit of an update on this chart, and then we're going to talk about J.P. Morgan and Jamie Dimon. I actually managed to say their names correctly this time. They both start with a J, and so does my name, so it's a little confusing. Anyway, on the price action charts of Bitcoin, let me just run you through why we called for $37,000 as a potential price target in the next two to three months. The first thing I want to show you is out here on the BLX chart. BLX is the Brave New Coin Liquid Index. If you're not familiar, it is an index of Bitcoin exchanges that gives you the ability to look back on more of the market. So traditionally, if you're looking at a chart, you're looking at one exchanges chart. So I actually have three Bitcoin charts. I'll show you right here, pegged to my watch list. You can see it over here. I have Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and Bitcoin. Those are three different charts, so I have three different places to do analysis, but they're actually different exchanges. See up here on the top left, you have Bitfinex, then you have Bitstamp, then you have Coinbase. So those are actually three different exchanges charts. If we look at BLX, it's a composite chart bringing in multiple different uh, exchanges to make one long-running chart. As you can see, this chart is going to go much farther back in history than any of these others do because none of these exchanges were founded back in 2010 when this chart goes all the way back to. So we can see all of the history of Bitcoin more or less going back to when it was trading at $0.09. Cents. We don't really need any more price data before that. What's the point here? We call for $37,000 for a multitude of reasons. Number one, we are in a 12345 Elliott Wave bear market right now. We just saw in uh, the last part of 2021, the the uh, primary wave one, the, the first primary wave. Then we saw the first corrective wave to the upside. Then we just saw the second uh, primary wave. Then we're talking about seeing the second corrective wave, which we would call C2 here at the channel. And then we would be talking about seeing P3, which would be primary three. What's the difference? A primary wave is going in the direction of the overall trend. A corrective wave goes against the overall trend. So you got your primary wave, that's P. Then you have your corrective wave, that's C. So what we're looking at right now is the potential for a corrective wave two, which would actually be known as wave four here in Elliott wave theory. That's not the only reason. There's a bunch of others. If you want all the details, make sure you go back to the stream. But the point is, in keeping with Elliott Wave Theory, in keeping with you know, uh, the fact that we're bottoming out on things like um, uh, uh, RSI, fear and greed, there's reason to believe that we could be going back to thirty-five dollars to $37,000 as a dead cap bounce, not as a bull market resuming, but as a dead cap bounce, followed by one final hurrah down to $20,000. We've talked about that quite a bit. We have an overarching theory now of what we believe Bitcoin is going to do. Probably a bit of a rally up to 33 to 38,000, somewhere in that range, then a drop down to 20. So what we're looking at now is that Jamie Dimon and JP Morgan are backing Bitcoin to rise 28% and says cryptocurrencies are now its preferred alternative asset. By the way, it's not just Jamie Dimon and JP Morgan coming out and saying these things. In fact, I shouldn't say Jamie Dimon. It's JP Morgan, the company officially is coming out and saying this, not Jamie Dimon. There is a big difference there, of course, uh, because those two tend to disagree. It's pretty funny. Um, 
and that is that it's not just JP Morgan Chase coming out and saying bullish things about Bitcoin. There was uh, uh, Andreessen Horowitz, I just read a headline this morning, that he j just raised $4.5 billion to bet on the bargains that Bitcoin has down here. It seems like, and I'm just reading a headline here, I could be wrong on this, I need to research this more. It seems like Andreessen Horowitz, big name in crypto, you probably know him, is talking about buying $4.5 billion worth of Bitcoin so that he can go long on it because he believes there's going to be a bull market. That's what Jamie. That's what JP Morgan is kind of getting at here. JP Morgan has said Bitcoin's fair price is 28% higher than its current level, implying significant upside from here after a dramatic sell-off in cryptocurrencies. The bank said in a note Wednesday that cryptos have overtaken real estate as one of its preferred alternative assets. That's a big deal. Wow. Let me read that again. Let, let's get clear here. The global real estate market is worth a quarter of a quadrillion dollars. Like, you know what real estate is, right? It's owning a part of Earth. <laughs> That's a big statement to say that Bitcoin has overtaken, or cryptos, it doesn't just say Bitcoin, it says cryptos in general. It says cryptos have overtaken real estate as one of its preferred alternative assets. We're going to talk about why that may be here in a second. Assets that don't fall into typical categories such as stocks and bonds. Um, it said it was sticking to its view that $38,000 was a fair price for Bitcoin. That figure is 28% higher than 29722 The past month's crypto market correlation looks more like capitulative re re looks more like capitulation relative to last January, February. And going forward, we see upside for Bitcoin and crypto markets more generally. The bank strategists, including Nicholas Penigrizzi, <laughs> I'm going to try and get this, Penigrizzi-Gluo, Luo. I have no idea. Nine out of ten percent sure. Ninety percent sure. That's very wrong. I think names are hard, man. Nikolaus. Names well, are he hard. just made that up. That he, that was monkeys on a keyboard right there. I'm sorry if that guy's watching this stream. <laughs> Gosh. Anywho, names point is, J.P. Morgan's one of the biggest names in finance. They just came out on Bitcoin. Two questions here, Tim. How yeah. big of a deal is it that they're saying that they prefer crypto to real estate? Considering they're a bank and they probably have, you know, that's just a, that's a very big statement. Yeah. And two, how much confidence could a statement like this bring to the retail that wants to listen to banks and doesn't want to listen to some random YouTuber or some random person on Cointelegraph or some random person on Coindesk to the to the average retail person? How much confidence does that give them? And could that stoke a new bull market? Well, I mean, being one of the largest investment firms out there, first of all, every single one of their investors are going to be reading this slash talking to their agents about this. And it's going to encourage them to go with uh, JP Morgan in this route to invest in it. And, and what I think is really interesting here is they, they talked about they're they're not they're not calling for a new all time high. They're calling for they said, no, when we were at thirty eight thousand, that was a proper uh, that was a proper level for Bitcoin to be at. So we believe it's getting back there again. We have our reasons from a technical standpoint to think it could be back there. So this only affirms and kind of helps that narrative. But what, it, what they talk about in this article actually is the sentiment, because especially with what happened with Luna, and you know we're not going to open up all that again. We've given our remarks on what happened there. Was there some fundamental things that happened there? Was there some manipulation that happened there? Was Luna starting to become a threat to the US dollar? Do with that information what you will. But a lot of people saw that start to happen and it and freaked out. Even the stuff with happening with the Fed, you know, in all reality, that 50 basis points that was announced shouldn't have been bearish. And yet when you had the day, you had the Fed announce one thing and then the Bank of England announced something the next day, it kind of just put a lot of fun into the market. The price dropped really low. And guess what? What goes down must come back up. Uh, we're going to talk about here in just a second bottoms because there's some new things that you guys need to be paying attention to for calling the bottoms of a bear market. But I think this is massive because I don't see this as being uh, FOMO news. You guys know we've talked about that before, where you want to really you want to really look at articles and what's being said. You want to find out is there's other facts being said or is there FUD or FOMO being put there? Because what could happen is FOMO articles from uh, JP Morgan or BlackRock or any other investment firm, they put those things out there to get the average retail investor to buy in so that they can then sell all their holdings. The price drops, it liquidates people. They get a, a better opportunity to buy more supply. This doesn't have that type of inkling to me. This actually has some very solid factual uh motivation to it that I do believe kind of helps even the narrative and even continues with the the current trajectory of, guys, I'm not saying the bottom is completely in. We'll evaluate that in a second. But to say that we're just about to hit it, it, it might be nice to go ahead and hit the bottom right now. But unfortunately, what's nice doesn't always happen. And more often than not, what's nice doesn't happen. In our actuality, what we're going to see happen is something play out that elongates how long we're in this bear market. It sucks. 
But if you know how to take advantage of the situation and keep your head on your shoulders, you can still be profitable through it all. I do believe this is going to give us some, again, weeks, if not maybe multi, like two months of some bullish price action back up to that 38, 37. I don't know exactly where it's going to be, uh, but before we actually see a drop back down, at least back down to 25, if not reasons to see 22 or lower. Absolutely. So a couple things on this JP Morgan story. Uh, first and foremost, this just goes to show you how overbought some other markets are because it's talking about alternative assets. It's saying assets that don't fall into the typical categories of stocks and bonds. They're saying crypto is one of their favorite uh, as one of its preferred alternative assets and it's overtaken real estate. That just goes to show you how overbought the real estate market is right now. I know some people that I know bought a house at $340,000 in at the end of 2017. It's worth 550 now. It's up 40% in 5 years. That's how that is almost a 10% appreciation every single year. By the way, that's not cuz the house has gotten any more valuable because the house is 5 years older. That's because the currency's gone down 10% every single year and it was happening before the pandemic and I guarantee you it's a lot worse now. We know that. That is not in question. The fact is real estate is in a I'm not going to say a bubble, but it's very inflated. Foreign exchange, foreign currencies, which would probably fall into their alternative asset, asset bucket, is a joke right now. You want to invest in foreign assets? Let me show you what the pound is doing. We were talking about this this morning. Uh, Tim, you said you went to you went to Britain you know, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and the pound was almost two to one over yes. the dollar. Yep. If you look at the Forex market here, November 2nd, 2007, one pound was worth $2.11. Right now, it's worth $1.25. The pound is getting eviscerated against Bitcoin before, before the U.S. dollar. Before long, the U.S. dollar will be overtaking it. That happened for a multitude of political reasons, multitude of economic reasons. But even back in May of 2021, not even a year, just about a year ago, we were sitting up at $1.42 per, per pound. Now we're sitting at $1.25. Foreign exchange, foreign currencies are getting absolutely wrecked. If you look at, if you look at, you know, well, I'm not going to go into all of it, but the point is foreign exchange, foreign currencies are getting destroyed. They, Bitcoin is their preferred alternative asset because there's nothing else to invest in that is anywhere near that good. Why does that matter? Well, the reason why that matters is because we want to see people investing in Bitcoin because Bitcoin is the answer to the financial sovereignty that people desire and need. And they're going to find it in Bitcoin. JP, Jamie, uh, Sorry, JP Morgan is saying that they're going to find it in Bitcoin. And a lot of people are going to follow them and take them at their word. As a commenter said, four or five years ago, Jamie Dimon was coming out saying, oh, yeah, I will fire you if you invest in Bitcoin at our, uh, you know, that was an alleged statement. I don't know if that was confirmed, but allegedly he came out and said that, you know, I will fire any one of our employees that invest in Bitcoin. There was a very strong stigma against it in JP Morgan now, uh, back then. Now, they're investing in it themselves. It's one of their preferred alternative assets. That's a very big deal. Anywho, Tim, I want you to go ahead and take it away because you had some weekly chart technicals and fundamental uh, technicals that you want to show us for yeah. bear market bottoms. Yeah, so this actually was brought Full to uh, brought to my attention by one of my uh, Twitter followers. His name is Crypto Paul. So shout out to Crypto Paul if you are watching. Ah, and I assume you are because Paul. you asked if we could cover this on the show tomorrow. Uh, I'm on the wrong thing. So it's maybe you already By the way, while you... Okay, good. Make sure you guys hit that like button. We got 1,500 people watching, 273 likes. We can get to 500 likes in the next two minutes. I know we can. Smash that like button. Thank you guys so much. All right, so here's what this indicator is. I'm going to start by showing you what we're seeing currently. I'm pulled up my SMAs. I got up here. I took down my 50. So this red is the 20. The green is the 100. The the blue is the 200. uh, 200, Yes. So historically, I'm going to show you there's two chances. So this isn't absolutely a sure thing because we have two instances where this works out, but it has happened twice and they were accurate calls. We have seen the bottom of a bear market when the 20 crosses below the 100 weekly chart and the price ends up touching the 200. So we're still a little little ways away. We got some time before that crosses. We also are not yet close to that blue line. That blue line will continue to climb. The the red and green could potentially flatten out before they cross, but I'm going to show you guys why this is important. And again, uh, Paul, Crypto Paul or whatever. Thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. Look at this right here. Bottom right here. We're touching the 200. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. I, I talked about I, this on the show about a week ago. Why? Well, I need to go to... Okay, so I'm going to have to change up here, guys, because we don't have enough data here. I got to go to my other chart BLX. to give you more. Yeah, there you go. BLX. All right, so right here. So this is, you know, this was the pandemic. That is an outlier. There's a reason why, even though we touched that 200, and that's a nice call right there, I'm not going to look at that. That was a unprecedented price uh, that that has not the real, real correlation we're going for there. Right here. We touched it right here. Touching the 200. Well, guess what? Right at the same exact level, the 20 cross. Well, the hundred. So 
Good call right there. That was the bottom of the bear market. Even though we crashed right here again, that didn't even come down close to the bottom of this. So boom, there's a call right there. The other one over cheer. Look at that. We're touching the blue. We touched it over here as well, but that's not even as low as our price right here. The bottom of the bear market comes right after that cross. We touched the blue line. Boom. Bottom of the bull, the bear market there in 2015. So of course, now we can't go any farther. Even though there were bottoms back here, the 200 didn't start until uh, uh, May for, uh, May 12th of 2014. But it's two for two. Two for two when that 20 crosses below the 100 and we touched that 200, that was the bottom of the bear market. Sure enough, again, it's not there yet. Who knows how long it's gonna take to get there, but we should be close. And so potentially this could be one more call of the bottom of the bear market. You also, you compare this with some other things that we've talked about. First of all, that volume, we talked about the increase after a lull of volume, an increase in volume coming is another one of the signs. Also, we have the fear and greed index where right now we're sitting at 11, but earlier this week we were sitting at eight. And if you come down, here and you look at max look at some of these times where we have crossed below we've been below we've been to 10 here recently but we have not touched eight since back here and guess what date back in march of 2020 we were matching those lows if you go back and look at all these times go back do this research for yourself every single time we're crossing below 10 and getting down to these lower levels we are definitely getting close to at least calling a bottom now here's the thing you just need to know about the bottoms just because you touch the bottom doesn't mean it's time to jump up sometimes when you guys look at those charts you're going to touch the bottom and you're going to rock sideways for a little bit before the bull rally actually comes in. But for anyone wondering where is the bottom, we got a lot of things coming in telling us that 25, 22, that area is a lot closer than a lot of people think. I'm not saying it's impossible for 8,000, not saying it's impossible, but likely the answer at this point is no, it is not likely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and jump into some super chats because we got a bunch of them to read. Thank you guys so much for hitting that like button. Let's get up to 500. I know we can do it. Yes, yes. Speaking of, you know, before we get there, just you guys, uh, you guys are saying, what did I, did I take all my stuff down? You got a load for me here, chart. We are, we're rallying again today. We're starting to push back towards that 30,000. So this is something to watch because again, I, oh, there we go. Sweet. Zoomed in for me. The, you guys, we talked about this in the show yesterday. We have a flat level of resistance, a flat level of support. We came back down again. If I go back to a four hourly chart, get you guys a better view of this. We came down yesterday during the show. I remember I told you guys we were hovering right here. I said, watch this bounce off this and hover back up. Sure enough, that's exactly what we did. Now we're starting to head back up towards that green line. So here within the next day or two, Let's watch what happens around that $30,600 level. Will we reject or will we break through as we start that ascent into the 30s, maybe even getting up to 37 here in the next couple of months? But super chats that we got here, you can go off my screen, Smay. I know I just switched over and you probably got to see my super chat chart. Nothing fancy. We've got a, a doc here. Chris Work said, morning. Love your channel. Curious if you follow dollar sign track or, origin trail and what do you think about the project? It's going to be a hard no, I think. I am not familiar with it personally, so good. Uh, thank you. you so much, Chris. We love you too. Uh, Mohammed Mala said, uh, What do you think of Nevin Fremen? Nevin Fremen. Never heard a name Fremen. Calling Luna crashing in 2019. And what are your thoughts on RSR? Well, I'm not familiar with either one of those, I, the name or RSR, so. Yeah. Not much I can tell you there. I mean, the other thing is people call things all the time and then they come true for some weird reason. They think they're perfect. People yeah. call it a lot of different things. Uh, Taryn Crypto said, Daily Adam Shill. Okay, here we go. It's the base money More for show. IBC and Interchange Security offering my services as your Adam guy. DM me. Love the show. Uh, LLAP. Live long and prosper. That's the... Yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning my... Live long and prosper. Yeah. Live long and prosper. Let's see. Last one I see here. Thunderheart slash gaming. Higher lows on Bitcoin? Question mark. 30,000 sell wall building up? Question mark. Yeah, that's kind of what we're talking about right there. Yeah, is. there probably is. I would have to look at that. But um, the, the fact of the matter is Bitcoin right now is... I think very close to its bottom price wise. As Tim was talking about, that pattern on the weekly chart with the, the three moving averages here is really, really important. And that bottom is currently sitting, that moving average is currently sitting at $22,000. So we could wick down to 20K, but it's looking like 22, somewhere around that region is going to be the bottom. And uh, if there is a big sell wall at 30K, it'll quickly turn into a buy wall if people start realizing that a bull market is back on. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Guys, we're about to jump into our discussion. But before we do, if you are looking to scoop up some Bitcoin on this dip, then I want you to make sure that you get a Ledger product because you want to make sure that you're storing your Bitcoin and your cryptocurrencies in a very safe way. And the safest way to do it is by keeping your own keys on a Ledger product. I use Ledger products to store my Bitcoin and I have for many years. And I love their products. They're very easy to use, very easy to maintain and to keep safe. 
Ledger Live, which is the software that allows you to view what is on your ledger, is very intuitive. It is a fantastic product, very durable. So make sure that you get a Ledger product today with the link in the description box down below. If you're trying to store your cryptocurrency, you want to make absolutely sure it is safe because one of the biggest threats to getting your cryptocurrency taken from you is by an exchange getting hacked. It can happen. So make sure that you are storing your cryptocurrency somewhere safe like a Ledger product. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump into our discussion here. What's the big idea? What's the big idea, huh? A giant leap forward in Bitcoin infrastructure. I posit that right now we're building the interstate highway system, but let's turn it back. Let's look on the chart here and I'll show you what I think we're doing. Back in 2013, 2014, I would say that this was Lewis and Clark adventuring out into the West with Sacagawea and trying to find the Pacific Ocean, trying to see if there was a route through the continent. This was Lewis and Clark leading a footpath. Next, in 2016 and 17, this was the Oregon Trail. We had our trailblazers back over here in 2013-14 that set the footpath in motion. And of course, I'm using analogy. They didn't take the exact same path. And then in 2016-17, you got the Oregon Trail. You got your settlers going out there. Those are the, That's the first wave of people that would go out and settle what is now the American West, what was back then the American West. In 2020 and 2021, during this bull market, that was the Transcontinental Railroad. It got much easier to get out west. There was more infrastructure at this time. Instead of having to travel on foot and by horse, and instead of having to travel in you know, stagecoach or in a horse-drawn wagon, instead of having to do that, now you could take a train because there was more infrastructure. At this time, this is when BACT came online. This is when Tesla started adopting Bitcoin. This is when the nation of El Salvador adopted Bitcoin. This is when uh, Strike, when Lightning Network, when these different fundamental developments happened to Bitcoin that allowed for faster transit, more efficient transit, more on-ramps started to occur. I posit that in the same way that the Transcontinental Railroad completely and totally revolutionized the connectivity of this nation that is the United States, in the same way that that completely revolutionized our ability to go out west much, much more easily than if you had to walk or travel by horse or travel by horse-drawn carriage or something like that. Right now, during this bear market, some of which we're going to talk about in this stream, but which we could never fully talk about in a hundred streams, is comparable to the change that the interstate highway system made to the United States and its connectivity and its gross domestic product. Another thing, every time that our travel infrastructure upgraded and took its next step on the tech tree forward, the gross domestic product of the United States of America skyrocketed. The interstate highway system costs about $200 billion to build, and if it didn't exist, the U.S. economy would probably literally be a quarter to a half as as small as it is now. Instead of being $22 trillion, we'd probably have a $17 trillion or an $11 trillion economy. That is how big of a change the interstate highway system brought. When it was built, you pave an interstate highway system through, you bulldoze a lot of the previous infrastructure to make room for it, and you build on-ramp after on-ramp after on-ramp after on-ramp. Lightning Network is looking to be the interstate highway system, and projects and companies like Stripe are looking to be those on-ramps at mile marker 374, somewhere in Colorado, that allows for more and more and more and more people to get online on Bitcoin. That's the analogy, now let's fill it in. What's the point here? We have an article that we need to read you, and it comes from Stripe. Stripe, if you are not aware, is one of the largest payment processors on the planet. It is in the top three, along with PayPal and Amazon. Stripe taps OpenNode, Lightning Network, to resume Bitcoin payments. The payments company is partnering with OpenNode to let customers convert funds into Bitcoin for the first time since 2018. Bitcoin is back on Stripe. This one sentence just added $1,000 in Bitcoin's fundamental underlying intrinsic value. Literally. Like when, you, when JP Morgan comes out and says Bitcoin should be its fair values at 20 at 38,000. You can add a thousand dollars to that with that one sentence. Stripe is a gigantic, gigantic deal. Like I said, it's two co-founders. I'm blanking on their names right now. Both of them became some of the world's youngest billionaires because of how successful Stripe is. We've done business with Stripe and done millions of dollars of processing through their platform. It's a wonderful platform, huge adoption. Pretty much every single retailer that's not worth over a quarter billion dollars and so they can do it in-house uses Stripe. 
The payments company has announced that customers will once again be able to convert incoming payments or any balances into Bitcoin four years after suspending the service. Remember what I said earlier in the stream? Back here during the beginning of the last bear market and during the last bear market, JP Morgan was coming out against Bitcoin. Stripe was taking offline functionality. Now Jamie Dimon and JP Morgan are coming out for, not Jamie Dimon, but JP Morgan's coming out for Bitcoin. Stripe is turning on functionality. Instead of us shutting down infrastructure, we're turning it on. That's a big deal. Stripe brought it back. This time, Stripe's Bitcoin transactions will be powered by an app created in partnership with OpenNode. The crypto startup leverages the Lightning Network, a Bitcoin scaling solution that processes transactions off-chain, making operations on Premier blockchain faster and cheaper. In February, OpenNode secured a $20 million Series A funding round. The speed and affordability offered by the Lightning Network were keys to Stripe's return to Bitcoin. Back in 2018, when Bitcoin services were first removed, the firm cited rising fees and lagging transaction times as evidence that Bitcoin had become better suited to being an asset than being a means of exchange, which at the time was true if you don't have something like a Layer 2, like Lightning Network, to bring down those fees and transaction times. At the time, Stripe, ident Stripe identified the Lightning Network as a promising technology that could one day improve Bitcoin status as a convenient digital currency for customers. According to the firm, the day is here. And by the way, it's convenient that that day comes the day after um Gary Gensler of the Securities and Exchange Commission comes out and says that Bitcoin is a commodity. I wonder if they had actually already had this prepared and they were just waiting for a little bit more regulatory clarity. How often do we say we need regulatory clarity for these firms, these institutions, these payment processors to come out in favor of Bitcoin? Well, you just saw... Um, you just saw the chair of the CFTC, I'm blanking on his name, Roasten Benham, come out and say that Bitcoin is most certainly a commodity. You saw Gary Gensler agree with him. We talked about that yesterday. The day after that happens, Stripe comes out and says, yeah, we're accepting Bitcoin. They were waiting, most likely, on regulatory clarity. That's why we need that. It all ties together. The app gives businesses a simple and secure way to, conv to convert incoming payments to Bitcoin in real time, automatically or on demand, says Josh Held, Open Node's head of strategy in a statement. The app is expected to launch for Stripe users in a few weeks. Let me just put this into perspective for something that you may be familiar with. We had over 5,000 people go through CT2A. CT2A, about 60% of its payments were processed through Stripe. We used Stripe, and then the other 40% or so was processed through PayPal. We also took Bitcoin and cryptocurrency payments. If we wanted to do that, what you had to do with CT2A is you had to email us. We had to provide a wallet address. You had to send us a wallet address. Then you had to go in and make an account, but not actually purchase the product because then you would be using U.S. dollars. Then one of our, somebody from our team at the time, it was normally me, would go in there and enroll you after we verified you sent a transaction. That's a giant headache for a business owner to accept Bitcoin transactions because you're basically doing the payment processing yourself for each individual customer. Now, CT2A was a high ticket item. It was $400, so it was worth the time. But if you have a, an item that's worth five bucks and you're trying to sell that for Bitcoin, first of all, the fees are going to make that untenable. Second of all, the customer service required to process that payment makes it unaffordable. If Stripe had of had this functionality when CT2A was alive, we probably would have processed 20, 30, 40, 50% of our transactions in Bitcoin because people wanted to pay in Bitcoin. Most people didn't pay in Bitcoin because I didn't advertise it because it was hard on the back end and people didn't want to go through the hurdle of having to deal with our customer service to do it that way. Mm -hmm. If this functionality was alive and, and real in Bitcoin at the time, then over a million dollars in more transaction volume on Bitcoin's network would have happened as more as the economy of Bitcoin would have grown because of CT2A. This is a big deal. This is a huge deal. As of yesterday, Bitcoin has been down for a record eight consecutive weeks since last November. It has shed over 55% of its value. Tim, yeah. there seems to be now nothing stopping brick and mortar or online stores from accepting Bitcoin legally. For example, we just saw point of sale um, uh, provider NCR, one of the biggest uh, providers in the world. NCR Corporation, previously known as National Cash Register, is an American software consulting and technology company providing several professional services with electronic processes. If you've ever had a chip, like a chip reader, it's almost always going to say NCR. Take a look at this logo here. I guarantee you, you've seen this logo, but you've never thought about it because it's just something that you see. NCR has come online. FIS, Credit Card Payment Networking Solution. We've saw Blackhawk Payment Solutions Networking come online. All these different payment processors are online using Strike or, or Lightning Network or both. If there's nothing stopping Bitcoin from being used in the brick and mortar or on the, on, or, or on the, uh, the retail sector, then what's stopping mass adoption from Bitcoin at this point? You know, this is really interesting. So I... People have been asking for a long time why Bitcoin, you know, and we have a whole series. You know, go watch those videos. Why Bitcoin? But here's here's the interesting thing. You know, right now, 
Americans, you know, we hate the U.S. dollar. It's going up in value. And as we just talked about, it seems like every other fiat currency out there is dying compared to the U.S. dollar. But we realize as Americans, the U.S. dollar sucks. We need a better form of currency. Well, guess what? At some point, Bitcoin has to be used as currency. And, and what we're seeing happening with the securities and the commodities uh, commissions, and we're saying Bitcoin is going to be seen as a commodity, which is massively bullish. Again, Jeb talked about that and why the significance of this news going out today, the day after Gary Gensler gave remarks kind of saying, yeah, Bitcoin definitely sits in that commodities category. Uh, that just gave Bitcoin a leg up on any other digital currency, any other digital coin to become that currency that we need. And guess what has to happen for, for that for Bitcoin to be taking that route is liquidity. Now, I fully agree with anybody and I understand why people are saying, why would I use my Bitcoin to buy anything? I'm gonna hold that, let it continue to have a store of value. Here's the good news and here's what actually has to happen. Some people will sell their Bitcoin. Some people will use their Bitcoin to do things, to prove the liquidity and to bring in liquidity. We're not gonna see Bitcoin be an accurate and a, a, a powerful currency until people actually use it. And I understand in the in the history, you know, it's very hard and kind of a headache as as Jeb just mentioned, to use Bitcoin. But what we're seeing happen right now is laying all the groundwork. Now people not only can spend money with Bitcoin or they can spend their Bitcoin to buy things, the only good reason to spend my Bitcoin is if I know there's a really good reason to get it back. And we're seeing the groundwork being laid for Bitcoin to become liquidated easily, meaning I both get to get receive it very easily for my goods and services, and I can use it to pay for goods and services. So this is absolutely absolutely massive. I'm not recommending people just start going and buying everything in Bitcoin. I think it's wise to continue to hold it. But just so you understand, we need people to start using Bitcoin for its liquidity. We need people to start paying for goods and services and receiving for goods and services in Bitcoin for it to actually get its legs to become the currency that kicks out the US dollar, kicks out the Chinese yuan, kicks out the British pound, and gives the world a solid hard money that actually allows our economies to grow and flourish and become amazing again. And so these are the steps, as Jeb just said, these are the steps that are building that. So the significance of this is not saying that this is what's going to turn the market around and all of a sudden now, guys, forget bear market, bear market over, going back up. No, we're laying the groundwork so that finally people can actually feel comfortable about spending their Bitcoin, knowing that the routes of receiving it and giving it out are actually on even playing fields. And we can actually start using Bitcoin as currency and no longer have to deal with the headaches of inflation and the US dollars dying, even though compared to the fiat currencies, it looks like it's doing really well right now. So Stripe is doing a very good job now, uh, alongside many other processors, of giving business owners the ability to accept Bitcoin and paint, uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency payments. But we have a question for you. If you are a business owner, what would your biggest hesitation be in accepting Bitcoin? Well, I am a business owner. I own McAfee Media, the company that employs everybody behind the CryptoJeb YouTube channel. So I can answer that question. Uh, we, we all can, but I, I can tell you what some of my hesitations would be. Now, we work in crypto, so I'm not as worried about these hesitations because I understand them better than most business owners. Not to pat myself on the back, but I happen to be from this industry. There are business owners in chat. For example, Matt C. would be somebody who would have to ask himself these questions. Tom Wilkes. Tom Wilkes, that's yeah. right. Tom Wilkes. There's several different business owners who watch our show. One of the biggest answers... And this is why many people, some people that you watch here on YouTube say it's stupid to try and pay for goods and services in Bitcoin. One of the biggest answers to why would you not take Bitcoin payments is volatility. It's scary. Well, here's the thing. Stripe is building on OpenNode, and OpenNode is using Lightning Network, and Lightning Network delivers to the vendors the currency that they want. If you mm -hmm. want to get the U.S. dollars, I can pay you in Bitcoin, and you receive U.S. dollars because the network does that transaction, that fiat gateway transaction. So that's actually not a problem. So that's one of the biggest concerns most people have. The, the fact is, most business owners don't realize that. They don't realize that they can accept Bitcoin and get U.S. dollars, which is what they probably want for accounting purposes. And then they could go back and buy back into Bitcoin, but a lot of them want to accept the native currency, but a lot of people probably want to pay in, you, in Bitcoin. And, and some of them will eventually start taking Bitcoin and holding it. When we, whenever we took payment in CT2A for Bitcoin, we just held that. We never even count. We never even counted it on our books. I mean, obviously we recorded and everything for taxes, but we never. We just treated it as if it had come in and had gone immediately into investment. That's how we treated it on our books. And a lot of retailers will probably do the same. So if volatility being scary isn't an issue anymore because it's being converted instantaneously at lightning speed, then what are some of the other concerns? Well, the other thing is how does Lightning do from a tax perspective? Uh, I believe Coach just asked this in chat. What about the tax implication? Whenever you buy and sell Bitcoin, uh, isn't there a capital gains 
implication. We don't have time to get into that question today, but there seems to be a workaround with Lightning Network where it doesn't actually yeah. get treated that way and it actually gets treated as a currency. So we're not going to get into that today, but that is a question, an open question for business owners if you're accepting that payment. But here's the thing. It actually, as far as I'm aware, since the business owner is accepting U.S. dollars or their fiat currency, the tax burden would not be on them. It'd actually be on the consumer. So the business owner actually doesn't really need to worry about that question. So that's why that's important. And third of all, and this is probably the biggest barrier, is how do business owners set up these processors? Well, business owners have to set up processors anyway. They have to set up how, uh, NCR. They have to set up, you know, uh, Blackhawk. They have to. They have to seek. They have to. Um, they have to um, to set up Stripe. They have to set up PayPal. Well, all of these different providers that now have Bitcoin functionality, except Bit, uh, uh, they they have Bitcoin as an option. They're going to explain to a business owner how to do that. They're not going to make it hard. They want it to be as easy as for the end consumer as possible. So for the business owner out there, three questions they're going to have: volatility is scary. Yeah, it is. Well, guess what? You get to accept it in the U.S. dollar. How does Lightning do from a tax perspective? Well, that's kind of hard to understand right now, but the tax burden is actually on the consumer. So the business owner doesn't have to worry about that for the most part, as far as my understanding goes. I'm not a tax lawyer. I could be wrong on that, but that's what it seems like to me. How do business owners set up these processors? The processors going to explain it to you. So now what that means is that a business owner who wants to accept Bitcoin only has a benefit, and that is they open the door to more people who want to pay in a different a different currency. If you're Amazon and you want as many people to use your platform as possible, then you're going to accept every currency possible. You're going to accept Bitcoin. You're going to, uh, sorry, you're going to accept US dollars. You're going to accept, uh, you know, ca Canadian dollars. You're going to accept pesos. You're going to accept yuan. You're going to accept British pounds. You're going to accept the renminbi. You're going to accept the euro. You know, you're going to accept as many of these currencies as you can. Bitcoin will be next. Guaranteed. Because Amazon, Apple, Walmart, Subway, whatever, name a company. They want to keep a competitive advantage. Now that this infrastructure is here, there is only benefit to accepting Bitcoin as payment because they open their doors to more consumers, making it easier on their consumers at no cost to them other than setting up a new payment processing infrastructure, which they have to do anyway whenever they accept a new currency. By the way, it's probably a lot harder to accept foreign currencies because then they have to go through a foreign exchange process, whereas it's a lot simpler on yeah. the Stripe app, uh, application. So, Tim, why I, would business owners not be accepting this? Yeah, well, so th that's one thing. Let's say, you know... Take crypto aside for just a second, just the processing of it all. And that was what was so cool about when Jack Mallers gave this announcement at the Bitcoin conference 2022 yep. is that it's going to save time. So, for example, right now, if I pay with a credit card, if I go to a store, pay with my credit card, that money is not instantly that store's money. You know, so especially for some of those smaller businesses, if I'm paying it with a credit card, they have to wait a, a while to get the confirmation and actually get that money to transfer yep, over. That's right. So the first thing is let's let's just pretend I've used this to pay in, in U.S. cash. Guess what? Now that small business, they don't have to wait for confirmation. They get that money instantly. That's the first thing that businesses really love. Now you also have the, the point of like, hey, I can turn this into whatever I want. So uh, first of all, if my if I have a client that comes in and wants to pay in Bitcoin, says, hey, can I pay in Bitcoin? Whereas before, like Jeb said, we were in that camp and we said, yes, you can do it. Now, what it did is we have to now go through a headache of a system. You have to be patient with us while we do all of this. But yes, we will receive Bitcoin. Other companies would have said, no, we're not going to receive Bitcoin because that's a headache of a problem. We don't want to do the paperwork. We don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like, no, no, the paperwork is easy. This transition is easy. You can pay in Bitcoin. You can pay in whatever you want to pay in. If you want to, if you're from a different country and you want to pay in British pounds or in Chinese yuan, hey, just do it. I'll receive it. If I want to take this payment in cash, I make sure it comes through in cash. If I want to receive this in Bitcoin, I'll receive it in Bitcoin. I can move it into whatever I want and it's instantaneous. So, you know, the advantage of this would be, let's say you're a small business owner. Like, okay, I'm going to use Matt C and Tom Wilkes, for example, who are both massive investors in Bitcoin. They want to invest in Bitcoin. Some of the exchanges, they might say, you know what? I need some cash in the business. I need some US dollars in the business. So I'm gonna accept this payment in US dollars. But then they might be like, hey, our business is going well. I like my cash flow. Let me acquire some Bitcoin. Rather than them going having to buy it, they can just say, hey, when I you put on paying US dollars, all right, pay through the system, and I'm going to turn into Bitcoin for myself, and now I've just added Bitcoin to my business structure. It makes it so much easier for any business to choose, and ultimately, that's what decentralization and DeFi was created for, that people have the right to choose what they want to do. If you want US dollars, great, acquire more US dollars. If you want more Bitcoin, great, acquire more Bitcoin. What this is doing is actually making it an easy and, and headache list 
uh, situation for you to actually do so. And it, it's going to allow for more liquidity of Bitcoin, both processing it and taking it in and taking it out, which is what breeds the adoption for mass adoption. And don't get me wrong, if we just keep Bitcoin as a store of value, we will gain value over time. But as we see liquidity come in and as we see people using it to buy and to receive, that is what's going to take Bitcoin to the next level and make those prices jump and go crazy parabolic in the next bull run. That's why I'm excited about this whole thing. And that's why we are going to see a massive, massive bull run, because here's the application of all of this. The next bull market is going to be absolutely gigantic. Think about how many people were crossing the country when it was a footpath. Maybe a couple dozen, you know, following Lewis and Clark, maybe a couple dozen. Then you got the Oregon Trail. How many people were crossing the crossing the United States? Maybe tens of thousands. Then you have the Transcontinental Railroad, probably hundreds of thousands. When you bring in the interstate highway system and you cross the United States on the interstate highway system, you have millions of people crossing the United States every single day. With greater infrastructure comes greater adoption. And that's exactly what we're seeing happen right now. We've been working with the railroad, which works. It's nowhere near as efficient as the transcontinental rail, as the as the interstate highway system. And guess what? The next time it's going to be the jumbo jet. We're going to be flying in jumbo jets across the, across the country. That's what 2025, 2026, 2027 is going to look like. And you are going to see some of the fastest, most adopted travel, if you will, to follow the analogy that we've ever seen in the history of mankind happening on Bitcoin rather than anywhere else. If you are looking forward to the next Bitcoin bull market, be encouraged because you have good reason to be. By the way, to tie into all of this, we actually want to bring a word from one of our sponsors, Hedge, which literally fits perfectly in this conversation because Hedge is a payroll conversion solution that allows users to automatically convert their pay, i.e. W2 1099 commission, from fiat currencies to cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin via direct deposit. It eliminates the need for the traditional exchange experience and streamlines the process from pay to crypto wallet in one seamless application. This non-intrusive design enables companies to keep their current process flow and HR service providers with no setup fees. They release custody of assets the same day as payment, as well as the freedom to be sent to any wallet. They believe in the decentralized aspect crypto brings and want to maintain those values by allowing individuals to use their assets as they please. And now with Hedge on the paying side and Stripe on the receiving side, if you're a business owner, you can accept Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies as payment very, very easily. And you can also pay it Bitcoin and cryptocurrency back out to your employees very, very easily. Mm -hmm. If you're a business owner, if you're a CEO, if you are working in an HR department, or if you know somebody or you have sway over whoever's doing the HR at your company, go tell them about Hedge because we firmly believe that when people start accepting pay and being able to pay in Bitcoin, that's when the dominoes start falling. And this stops becoming this little small side show, like little small industry that people are talking about every once in a while. And it becomes the mainstay of the, of the way the modern economy works. Hedge is part of that adoption. Make sure that if you're a business owner or a CEO working in HR or you know the people that work in the HR at your company and you have sway over them, that you go and tell them about Hedge so that you can get being so that you can start being paid in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies today. Yep. Go sign up. The link's in the description box down below. Anywho, let's go ahead and jump into a period of super chats. Yeah, I think we have a couple here. We got one, speaking of Tom Wilkes here a second ago. Tom Wilkes said, how many likes for Tim's hairline reveal today, Smay? Maybe with more time we could get there and not miss it by 70. Sorry, yeah. Tim. Here's the thing. You know, I actually, just so you guys know, anyone who was in the Club DeFi um, webinar yesterday, I showed them. It's not, you know, you know, they can tell you about I, it. You, you don't know if they're telling the truth or not. You really do look like Magneto under there. Do Pretty I? Fun. You know? Pretty funny. You never know. I have How to did that say, go? I have to say, I have since, I, you know, it's been a while. I saw it once that he's been wearing hat a lot. I'd say it's not actually that bad. I, I, I saw it yesterday. He had his hair nice and fixed before we went and played pickleball, which is a pretty fun game. Or are you throwing and it off? It's not are that you, bad. Are you are you throwing everyone off? Am I actually bald under here? No. I th Nobody I, here I, will I ever think, know. I think your hair actually like looks said, pretty Magneto. good. If you fix Nobody it up. Nobody will ever know. If you fix it up, it looks good. But anyways, I feel like that's you know I don't think that light goal is happening, guys. How did that uh how did how did the 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 stream go? The it was good. Was, you know? It was a it was a good one. I you know people I you know we we set it up so people would just come in and ask questions. People ask some TA questions. People ask some of my advice about how I'm viewing the market at the moment. Um, you know we we talked TA, we talked trading. So there were some personal you know there was there was some personal questions. I told them if there's no other TA questions, we'll talk anything else. I showed them my hairline. Someone asked that. Uh, that's yeah, pretty fun. So. 
Exactly. But no, it was it was actually really good. I really liked it. And there's a part of me right now. I'm doing one a week, and I think Kelly Kellum is doing one a week. I will see if my schedule opens up to do more of them because a I think it was very helpful for people, but b it was actually super enjoyable for me to do. I loved getting to do it. Yeah. Just just sit there and answer questions and and help people become better technical analysts for themselves so they can read the market themselves. So so let, let me ask you a question: Is Club DeFi worth the money? Even if you only got the office hours, dude, I don't know. That's a good question. I I think that there again, some of the questions asked there, and the potential for people to get more access. Just so you guys know, even one of the reasons why we opened up office hours and we're doing them, and we want to do as many as possible, is you guys who have been here for a while, you know my journey. My journey was I came in here beginning of 2021, knowing absolutely nothing. I had invested in crypto. I was a hodler, but I said, you know, if I'm going to sit here and work, I might as well learn what this company has to offer. We of course offer CT2A, so I went through and watched CT2A, and the videos were phenomenal. Now I. I had the added benefit of getting to be in the same room as Jeb every single day. So as I'm going through CD2A, I got to ask him questions on how he would do things. And I got his response back to me. And that was absolutely uh, priceless. Like the videos are phenomenal, but then getting the added coaching. So what we, what, the reason we count with these webinars, these things is so you guys can have the same experience that I had where you actually get to ask, ask the expert, Hey, I, I watched the video. I think I understand the concept, but can I get a more practical explanation of this? Or can I get your opinion on feedback on how I did this? And so I think that's how it's going to operate. And then, uh, you know, we're even doing even more, those are going to be group settings. So there could be uh, upwards of hundreds of people in those. We're going to be also offering one-on-one -on -one training for anyone who's like, yep. no, I want someone's un, you know, undivided attention, just focus on nothing but me. That will be there. And the purpose is because videos are phenomenal. They are very, very helpful, but we want to go even further and answer specific questions as well. Yep. So for that, I do think that, uh, I do think it's, it's going to be that alone could be worth the money yep. along with the videos. And just to answer a couple of the comments on that, DJ Rolling Rick, who must've been there yesterday said, excellent work hour session, looking forward to more. Yeah. We also had, um, we also had, uh, let's see here. Matt C said, uh, unfortunately, my camera wasn't ready. Elliot Locke said, Club DeFi is awesome. I love it. Justin Eubank said, Club DeFi is so worth the money. I love it. Guys, when this thing goes full launch, hooey! You're not going to want to miss out on it. We've got several hundred people in Club DeFi right now. Closed beta. That's as many people as we're allowing in right now. When it goes full launch, you are not going to want to miss out on this. Crypto Pac-Man said, I cannot, I can wait to be let into Club DeFi. I'm excited. I think you meant to say, I can't wait to be let into Club DeFi. I'm excited. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, Let's a, it's a phenomenal resource even just to have. Just so you guys know, I still from time to time, now I have Club DeFi so I can go watch Club DeFi videos, but I will still from time to time go back and watch CT2A. Just, you know, Jeb, you know, Jeb created CT2A. Jeb is the only person on CT2A. There have been times where I go back and watch something and come back to Jeb and we have a little discussion and Jeb's like, oh, I forgot about that. Like, even him creating the videos, yeah, there's right. times where he forgets things. It's a resource so for me. It, yeah, us, we still go through our own content to to remember and to refresh ourselves in the same way most most jobs, they have like recertifications and stuff you have to do every couple years. Why? Because the brain, you know, doesn't remember every detail you, you ever go through. Well, you it's actually good to have that remember. Resource. It's just not in your, it's not in your, not the, the, yeah, the of your tip mind. of your brain. You need to be reminded. But yeah, let's go through more super chats here. Uh, Elliot Locke said, uh, using Bitcoin as payment pushes adoption. What right. if an altcoin started uh, the adopted as a payment like Ethereum or ADA? How much would that affect Bitcoin? I think it would only be good for Bitcoin. I don't think it's a zero-sum game. If that happened, it would it would be a very good thing because you got to realize that it's not like we have full market penetration here. We're looking at maybe half a percent of market penetration in in the the regular retail sector for Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, if that, probably a quarter of a percent. The amount of transactions going on in the normal traditional economy using Bitcoin is basically zero. That changes very soon, hmm. and that's going to bring trillions of dollars of value. Yeah. Uh, Shadrach Frost, who's been a member now for nine months, is a Jebi Youngling. Thank you so much, Shadrach. Ooh, thank he you. said, I love this show so much and want to say thank you for all you do. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 is the message of the day, and it's on my heart. I do not have that one memorized, so I don't know what that I'm gonna look it up. says. Yeah, I'll read another one while we uh, while you look that one up. Uh, Tom Wilkes again said, full disclosure, Tim did remove his hat at lunch in Miami briefly. Now, he's not saying what's underneath that, so again, you it's, That's true. it's up for the imagination. Looks like Magneto You've heard there. stories of baldness. You've heard stories of hair. Who knows if I got uh, you know, a Matt he's, C headline. He's got a computer under there. Going on under there. You'll never know. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will yeah. show you which path to take. That's a good one right there. Proverbs yeah. 3, 5 through 6. Yeah, it's a good one. Tim France, last one I see here, says, Algo, ADA, XRP, to the moon. 
I, uh, we'll see, you know? I think XRP could go back to all-time high. Ada's going to the moon. Algorand, we'll see. probably my least favorite of those three. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'll say on that. Well, guys, it has been a great stream. Let's see if we can't get those likes up, though. We can get up to 750 likes if we smash that like button. Thank you, guys, all 1,600 of you, for tuning in. Get hyped for Club DeFi, guys. It's, oh, man, we are just so, we got the Discord server. We're going to have one-on-one training. We're, we have office hours. We've got, like, five or ten new videos dropping every single week. I think we're up to, what, like, 80 or something videos in Club DeFi right now. We just dropped another five, I want to say, at the end of the week before last. A lot of content coming out on Club DeFi. Really, really excited for it. We're constantly making new content over there. And I am very, very, very excited to see all of you guys go through it, learn more. Mm. I, ju I just, I don't even know what to say. T-Shroom just put in chat, and I was I was looking this up earlier because I saw a comment, so this is a good answer. The FOMC minutes drop at 2 p.m. today, so that is important. We will probably talk about that tomorrow's show because we'll already have shot our afternoon video, but uh, we might make a short or something about that based off of what happens there. Maybe T-Shroom. Maybe T-Shroom maybe could, could make a short on that. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about what they talk about in that meeting tomorrow morning on Coffee and Crypto, so stay tuned for that. Well, guys, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure to hit that like button. Make sure to watch. Walk away knowing that Stripe adding Bitcoin to its infrastructure is by the dip energy. Load up on your Bitcoin and your Ethereum safely and responsibly and get ready for a big bull market. It might, it might take six months or 12 months to come, but when it does, oh man, you've never seen anything like it. It's going to be absolutely gigantic. We're talking $100,000 for Bitcoin is going to be pretty easy, in my opinion. I think 100K is going to be the bottom of the next bear market, probably even higher than that. Tell me what you guys think down below. Before I go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always, and I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at McPhee Media.